Welcome to Bible study at New Mercy Baptist Church. This is where you can dig into God's word to get understanding and application. As Pastor Grady always asks, what's the best thing in the world? Understanding. Bible study is a time for understanding how to apply what you've learned to your everyday life. On that note, if you have questions about tonight's teaching or questions about your own personal Bible study time, we encourage you to go to newmercybaptist.org, click on the contact us link and share your questions there. We will respond to as many questions as possible at the next Bible study session. We want you to grow in your foundation with God. In these times, it is important that you are rooted in your faith and not tossed about by life's circumstances. We encourage you to get in God's word, tune in, listen closely, take notes, and enjoy tonight's teaching. Good evening. Welcome to another Tuesday night Bible study. Can you believe it? I believe by faith <laughs> that tonight we're going to finish the gospel of Mark and God's will. Uh, next week, we'll begin our study in the epistles of first uh, of John, the epistles of John. And we'll begin with first John, uh, God's will uh, next week. But uh, before we get into the word, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do bless your name and we are so thankful for another opportunity to come into your presence. And we do so with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts. Holy Spirit, we welcome you as we spend time in the word of God to take this word and write it upon our hearts that we can apply your word to our lives so that we can be all and have all and do all that the Father has assigned for us to do in the kingdom of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16. And if you recall last week, we uh, Jesus has been crucified and and he uh, sent an angel uh, uh, in the tomb when, when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and the other women uh, came to the tomb and, and didn't find him. He, the angel told them to go tell the disciples uh, that he will meet them in Galilee and, 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 and to go ahead of him and that, uh, uh, into Galilee where he would meet them. But they didn't believe uh, what the women had said. Come on. Uh, so, so now uh, Jesus uh, uh, comes himself uh, to Mary, Mary Magdalene and tells her the same thing to go and, and tell the disciples that he would meet them in, in Galilee and they didn't believe her. Oh, let me put a pen right there. Uh, God sent Mary to preach to the disciples to tell them uh, what to do, what, what thus said the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And they didn't believe her, her either. Amen. And um, so let's pick up there with uh, chapter 16, uh, verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, of whom he had cast seven devils. So the first person that Jesus appeared to when he, after his resurrection, was Mary Magdalene. Come on, somebody. And she went and told them 
that had been with him as they mourned and wept. The disciples up crying and carrying on, uh, uh, snotty noses, uh, amen. And, and Jesus sends me <laughs> uh, to tell them in verse, uh, verse 11. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. You know, sometimes our perceptions in our minds can hinder us from reality. I believe the disciples already had in their mind that, that there is no way Jesus would come to Mary Magdalene first. Amen. When, if, if Jesus came, certainly he would come to his boys. We've been running with him now for three and a half years. Certainly he would come and reveal himself to us first. And if he doesn't reveal himself to us, uh, we're not going to believe what she says. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Come, come on. Uh, and this is where we pick up in today's teaching in verse 12. And after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue and to the rest of them. Neither believed they them. Oh, how difficult it is sometimes for us to believe the truth. God sent angels to the women. They didn't believe the women. So God himself came to Mary Magdalene. They didn't believe her. So now God comes again. <laughs> to two who were walking, in fact, in the book of Luke, who were on the Damascus road uh, and, and revealed himself to these two. And they didn't believe. Look at what it says. And after that, verse 12, and after that he appeared in another form unto two of them and they, and they as they walked and went into the country. And they went uh, after coming into the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, they went and told the other disciples, which means these two that were on the Damascus road were, were in the upper room. Come on, of, uh, uh, or let me put it this way, uh, of, were a part of the 120. Uh, they, they, these were not two apostles. They, these were two disciples. Uh, there were at least 120 disciples uh, if you know from your study, uh, disciple is a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was more than just the 12. Uh, there were uh, at least 120 who were disciples, disciplined followers of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And these two were uh, among that group. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. There again, the, the apostles, the, the 12 apostles, 11 at this point, uh, uh, wouldn't believe them either because in their mind, we, do, we would be the ones Jesus would come talk to first. We are the ones that have been running with him all this time that he's been teaching. If he doesn't come to us first, uh, certainly he's not going to come to you. Why? Be because 
we better than you. Oh, come on, pride now. That's what pride will do. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody that's looking down on somebody else because they are not where you think they ought to be. And it's only by God's grace you are where you are. You didn't earn where you are. It's by God's grace you are where you are. And listen to me. God can use anybody he wants to to do anything he wants them to do. And don't you think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Listen, if God can use me, <laughs> he can use anybody. Come on, somebody. Let me go on because we're going to finish chapter 16 today. Verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the leaven. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he had risen. Uh, Luke goes into more description of this, but, but now they're in that upper room. Come on. Uh, crying and carrying on, scared, wondering, uh, knowing that uh, they they killed the, uh, the the Roman, the Roman, not just the Romans, but uh, the Sanhedrin, uh, the religious, the religionists uh, killed Jesus. Now they're gonna be coming after us. They they're crying, scared, uh, snotty nose, and now Jesus. Uh, it talks about it in Luke because the door was locked. They were. <laughs> They were locked in, scared, and Jesus just appeared unto them. Come on. And this is what he said. Verse 14, after he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Uh, Jesus, when he appeared unto uh, his boys, Amen. He had to straighten them. Come on. And I don't know about you, but I thank God for correction. Because he has to straighten me quite often. <laughs> Amen. But today I'm willing to be straightened. Because I've come to the point to understand uh, I'm not always right. Come on. And, and anytime my thinking conflicts with the word of God, I'm wrong. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you. And, and I'm the one that needs to change. Uh, the Lord is not going to change based on what I think. So he straightened them. Uh, uh, in verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He gives them their charge. Go now into all the world. That, that's everywhere, y'all. It talks about in, in uh, 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 the book of Acts that as a result of their obedience after seeing the Christ, they turned the world upside down uh, for the kingdom of God. But he, he gives them that charge now to go ye into all the world. Uh, that word world... Uh, 
comes from a Greek word ethnos. It, it means uh, not, not just geographical areas, but people groups. Go to every people group. Amen. That's everybody. Everybody has a right to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is just not uh, reserved for folk you like. Come on. Everybody. The gospel is available to everybody who will receive it. And he's charging this, these disciples that, that wouldn't believe uh, the message when the women came, that wouldn't believe the message when Mary Magdalene came, that wouldn't believe the message when these two uh, disciples came. And, and now because they've seen him for themselves, he, he charges them. They only believe after they saw him for themselves. You know what? Let me put a pen right there because sometimes we give uh, Doubting Thomas a bad rap uh, that, that he doubted. But he wasn't the only one doubted. You see right here, all of them doubted. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And there are things that we've doubted also. Amen. But when we come into the truth of God's word, we put our faith in it. And as a result of putting our faith in it, that faith is translated to our feet. It's time for us to get busy, y'all. How many of you know that Jesus is coming back? Come on. And when he comes back, he's going to do with us what he did with these disciples. He's going to hold us accountable. For, for what we've done uh, as a result of what he has told us to do. He tells us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Please hear me. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Please hear me. He's not saying that baptism is primary to salvation. The baptism is, as a result of being saved, evidence of obedience. Come on. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Listen, some people are just not going to believe. Some people are going to be just like the disciples were. Amen. They're not going to believe till they see Jesus for themselves. <laughs> and, then, and when they see Jesus for themselves, it's going to be too late then. <laughs> Come on. And he compels us to share the good news, the gospel. And you don't have to be a theologian to share uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is his death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, and, and as a result of him uh, uh, dying for your sins, you just share 
what God has done for you. Amen. And, and God has done something for every one of us. Every one of us has a testimony. Not a test of lie. Come on. But a testimony. A testimony is what, what's, what life was like before, what happened, and what it's like now. And that's what God wants us to share uh, with everybody. Amen. Because <clears throat> some people will see the change that's in you. And, and because they knew you before and know you now, they know that only God could have done it. And that inspires them to seek the Savior you've been telling them about. But if you don't tell it, uh, if you're not willing to share it, um, then you're going to allow some folk you love and ought to love uh, to end up going to hell because you wouldn't share with them what God has done for you. Now, that you can't get any more selfish than that. Also, the enemy uses that for fear because you don't think you're good enough to share. Listen, you, you don't have to share what you don't know. Just share what you do know. You, you didn't hear me. Don't worry about what you don't know. Just share what you do know. And, and, and that seed, when it's, when it's planted into a heart that's already been being massaged by the Holy Spirit, can receive that seed and grow from there. You, you can't make anybody get saved. Come on. Uh, only the Holy Spirit is the one that does the drawing. But, but he can't draw anyone that you haven't shared with. So our responsibility is, is to share uh, what Jesus Christ has done uh, for us. Amen. Verse 16 again. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The baptism ought to be done as soon as possible after salvation as evidence that you've accepted Jesus Christ and you, you uh, receive. In fact, you actually baptism represents you dying with him, being buried with him and raised in the newness of life with him. But that's only done after salvation. If a person is not saved, I don't care how many times they get baptized. Amen. They're still not going to heaven. Salvation takes place prior to baptism. Because the baptism represents a spirit of obedience to what he says. And he's telling you right here, get saved and then get baptized. And I know Please, I know the enemy because he worked on me for years, still tries to. Uh, and the enemy uh, wants to put a condemnation in some of you because you may not have been baptized yet. Well, the reason why you haven't been baptized is you didn't come into the knowledge of it. But, but the Holy Spirit is sharing with you today. Uh, I don't care how long you've been saved. If you have not been baptized, you're not walking in obedience. Come on. And, and the baptism is, is, uh, is a result of being obedient 
to what he's telling you to do right here. Listen to me. Uh, because these next few verses are very controversial. Uh, and I'm just going to share with you after the Lord has revealed it to me. Amen. You, you can be like the disciples <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Come on and not believe until you see it for yourself. Or you can believe what God is saying through me uh, today under his anointing. Verse 17. This is Jesus talking. If you got a red letter Bible, you'll see this is written in red. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is saying this. Amen? And these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm not saying that. I'm just repeating what he says. Jesus said, after you are saved, and have been baptized as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, surrendering your life totally to him, some signs ought to follow. And these signs, oh, I need to stop right here. Because many theologians are doing exactly what the disciples did. Because these signs may not have been seen in them, they take the position that signs have gone. <laughs> the times of signs are no more. But I can't find anywhere in scripture where Jesus says, I'm taking these signs back and no longer are going to do them. So if these signs are not manifesting in me, it's not because they can't. It's because I'm not in position for the spirit of God to flow through me like he wants to. Come on, somebody. But as I grow in Christ, I see where signs actually come through. But because of some people's unbelief, God can't allow the signs to flow through them. Some signs ought, ought to flow through if you've accepted Jesus Christ. Not necessarily all the signs, but there ought to be a sign of change. You, you ought to be able to do something that you couldn't do uh, before. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. <laughs> this is Jesus talking about. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I didn't make this up. I believe what Jesus said. 
And I've seen it in my own life. What's the best thing in the world? That's why you can't talk me out of my salvation. I don't care how I act sometimes. I know I'm saved. Amen. I know I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I know I still sin. And when he convicts me of that sin, I recognize it. I repent of it and get back on this journey so I can accomplish what God has called for me to do. Jesus says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. You know what else that tells me? That there are demonic spirits operating in this earthly realm. I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about what I know. And as a result of me being a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, he has used me. Come on. Uh, to catch addiction is a spirit. Amen. And one of the assignments he's given me uh, through delivering me is to use me to help bring others out too. Amen. And, and I know how to bind and loose in, in the name of Jesus. Come on. And some spirits have been cast out. And, and they shall speak with new tongues. A lot of believers today believe that tongues no longer exist. Why? Because they don't do it. Amen. I, I believe the gift is available. But, but listen, uh, uh, the enemy uses tongues also. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and to believe, the enemy got some believers convinced if somebody speaks in tongues, that's evidence that they're not saved. And that's a lie. Come on, tongues is not the only uh, uh, gift uh, it's not the only sign of salvation he never said everybody going to speak in tongues but but tongues is, is a gift where where it gives a person oh I didn't intend to get into this oh just let me be up front with you God has given me the gift of tongues I don't use it in a public setting I use it in my private uh, prayer time where I Tongues is a gift that overrides my intellect that I can pray the perfect prayer to God and he hears me and gives me the answer, the perfect answer uh, that I need. I can override my intellect. How many of you know that when you pray, uh, uh, most of the time you pray selfishly, stuff you want, give me this, thanking God as a Santa Claus, and some stuff God just can't give you because you hurt yourself with it. Amen. But, but when I use my prayer language, I can pray the perfect prayer to God in a language I don't understand. Thank God I don't understand it. I'll intellectualize it too. Come on. <laughs> but but I, I, he has given me that gift. And I don't use it uh, in a public setting because I don't want to confuse folk. Holy Spirit told me, uh, don't confuse folk. Folk, I got you dealing with a lot of them are, are newborn babes and don't understand. And you end up hurting them more than you help them. So, so I used to think the speaking tongues was something would come over you and you had no control of. <laughs> and, and that's why I, at first I didn't want that. I, I could see myself in this big time business meeting and all of a sudden bust out in, in tongues and folks think I'm crazy. And I didn't want to be acting crazy. Amen. So God had to break me out of all that intellectual nonsense that I had before he gave me the gift. But, but a lot of folks, just because they don't have the gift, 
believes that the gift doesn't exist. And that's a lie from, from hell. Because it's, it's another evidence of, of a believer. Uh, he says, these things shall follow them that believe. In the name, uh, in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, oh, let me, let me stop right there with the serpents. See, that's why you have to rightly divide the word of truth. You, you got some churches now, uh, snake handling churches. And every time, have you noticed that every time you see uh, a, uh, a demonstration of a church on, on television or on some news special, they always go to the extreme. They'll go check out a church to believe the, the, the first snake handler's church. Uh, uh, and, and, and show these folk in church sticking their hand in a snake pit uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, believing that if they save, the snake won't, uh, won't bite them or, or the poison won't affect them. Uh, listen, I believe in Jesus Christ. I ain't finna stick my hand in no snake pit. Come on. Uh, but I do believe, and I've seen instances in my own life uh, uh, where God has, uh, uh, by his grace upon me, kept me from getting bit. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but, but I don't need to test, my, uh, test God uh, with my faith by intentionally sticking my hand in a dangerous situation. Come on, where the Bible talks about that too. We don't have time for that because we're we going to finish this chapter today. And they shall take up servants. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Oh, now this is where many of you qualify. Because <laughs> you don't know how many times you, you have eaten some poison or drank some poison and it didn't hurt you. Amen. You might got you might got the feeling a little bad or, or or whatever, but it didn't take you out because of who you are in Christ Jesus, and that was an evidence of your salvation. Now, that doesn't mean you go intentionally drink something poisonous. I, I think I can't think of the lady's name uh, in, in in Winston Churchill. Uh, lady, uh, oh, it won't come to me, but but. Uh, she said, told Winston Churchill, uh, if I were your wife, I'd put some strychnine in your tea and give it to you to drink. <laughs> Churchill said, if you were my wife, I would drink it. <laughs> oh, let me get back to the word. We're going to finish this today. Amen. Amen. Uh, And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, some people have the gift of healing. I don't have that gift. He hasn't given me that gift of healing. But I don't deny the gift exists. God has used me uh, to lay hands on people, and they get healed. But I don't have the gift of healing. God knows us. Come on. Can I be honest with you? God knows that if he had given me the gift of healers that I could lay hands on, on just about anybody and they get healed, I wouldn't be where God called for me to be. He called for me to minister in Griffin, Georgia at New Mercy Baptist Church. 
But if he had given me the gift of laying hands on people and they're healed, I would be up in Buckhead somewhere. <laughs> Come on, you better get honest with yourself and quit trying to fool yourself. And God knew uh, that, that that gift, uh, I was not mature enough <laughs> to operate in that gift like he intended when he gave it to me. So he said, I can't give you this one more. Uh, baby boy, but what I will do, I'll allow uh, the anointing uh, to flow through you to heal folk uh, as I please. Come on. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Oh, and as we close in verse 19, and then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God where he's currently seated, still making intercession for us. And they, the disciples, went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And then he says, amen. That, that, that word amen is not the end of a prayer. That word means uh, I'm in agreement. That word means yes. That, that word means it's time for us to get up and get busy doing the work of God for his kingdom. Because God intends, he saved every one of us for a purpose. And it's time for us to get about our father's business. Father, we thank you uh, tonight for your word. We thank you for this time that we spent in the gospel of Mark. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to take this word and write it upon our hearts. We thank you for it. As we leave here, we, we are more equipped to do that for which you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Listen, if, you, if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ, listen to me. Jesus is real. Jesus is Lord. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't change uh, who he is. He's intrinsically glorious. And I want to encourage you, I admonish you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, uh, today will be a good day to do it. All you have to do is a simple process. I can hear your confession, but only God knows your heart. And if you mean this in your heart, you never have to worry about your eternal security. He, he says in, in uh, uh, Romans uh, 10, verse 8 through 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart confession is made unto salvation. Just repeat after me. Father, I come before you recognizing I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. I thank you that you love me so much in spite of myself. You paid the penalty for my sin. And today I make a real decision to receive your provision. Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit. That I may accomplish the purpose for which you have saved me. I receive my salvation by faith. It's in Jesus' name. God bless you. If that was you today, drop us a note to let, you know, let us know that you accepted Jesus. We want to put some resources in your hand to participate in your spiritual growth. Salvation is just the beginning. 
God has a mighty purpose for you. We want to be a part of the process of helping you get there. Well, God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Bible study. If you accepted Christ tonight, welcome to the kingdom of God. We are rejoicing with heaven over your decision. Remember, if you have a question about tonight's teaching or your own personal Bible study time, we would love to answer them and help you on your spiritual journey. Be sure to visit newmercybaptist.org or follow us on Facebook or subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay connected. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Until next time.